Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yimini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafua Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amitai ben Shoshana and Shaul ben Brita. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Fayetze, Does Love Conquer All? Our Parsha begins with Yaakov Avinu fleeing Be'er Sheva to escape Esav's anger and rage. Because he stole his blessings, Esav wanted to kill Yaakov. And Yaakov ran away to Haran, and on the way there, he rests overnight on the future home of the Bismikdash, Har Hamaria. He dreamt of a ladder reaching from the heavens to the ground, with angels ascending and descending it. And God then appeared to Avram and told him that he would give the very land he is sleeping upon to his children and guard him until he returns to his father's house in Canaan. The following morning, Yaakov woke up and recognized this mountain's holiness and named it Beis Kel, the house of God. Yaakov continued his journey to Charon, and when he arrived in Charon, he saw Rachel, Lavan's youngest daughter and cousin, by the city well with her father's sheep. But a large rock blocked access to the well's opening. So Yaakov single-handedly rolled off the massive stone that sat on top of the well and gave water to her sheep. Rachel ran home to her father and told him that his nephew had come to town and Levan went outside to greet Yaakov and invited him to stay the night. Levan also offered Yaakov a job of tending to his sheep and cattle. And then when he asked him what he would like as payment, Yaakov answered that he wished to marry his youngest daughter, Rachel. And Levan replied that he must work seven years in exchange for her hand in marriage. And after seven years of work, Levan arranged a wedding but switched the daughters, giving Leah instead of Rachel. The next morning, Yaakov realized what happened, but it was already too late to do anything. So he worked another seven years to marry Rachel. Our Parsha has the births of 11 of the 12 children of Yaakov, 11 of the 12 tribes of Israel. Leah gave birth to Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zebulun. Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, gave birth to God and Usher. Rachel gave birth to Yosef, and her maidservant, Bila, gave birth to Dun and Naphtali. However, a question comes to mind. While her sister Leah had five sons, Rachel had none, and therefore she cried to her husband. And she says, Please give me children, if not, I shall die. And Yaakov responded angrily, And Yaakov got very upset with Rachel. And he said, Do I take the place of God who has denied you the fruit of the womb? But the obvious question is, how is this the correct response to his most beloved wife telling him that she is suffering, that she's in pain? Why did he react so sharply instead of empathizing with her pain and her suffering? One of the many answers given is that Yaakov felt personally attacked by Rachel, as if he was deliberately not giving her children. And since Rachel said, give me children, directly blaming him for her infertility, he responded, I am not God, nor am I to blame for your infertility. And in actuality, there was nothing Yaakov wanted more than to have children with Rachel. And we see this from the fact that when Rachel gave birth to her son Yosef, Yaakov loved him more than the rest and treated him like a firstborn son. However, the Orachim HaKadosh Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, a Moroccan commentary, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that Yaakov responded sharply because he felt that Rachel wanted to have children with him for the wrong reason. 
The Pasuk first says that Rachel was jealous of Leah and her five sons and then recounts that she said to Yaakov, please give me children or I shall die. The Arachim HaKadosh writes that Yaakov knew that Rachel was extremely jealous of Leah and her children, and he felt that she only wanted children because of her sister's sons. And therefore Yaakov responded that he was in no way inhibiting or blocking her ability to have children. And yet it angered him that it seemed that she did not want to have children with him because of their love and connection, but rather because her sister was giving Yaakov many, many sons. And therefore Yaakov was upset and inquired of Rachel, what is the real reason and underlying reason you want to have children with me? Is it because of our deep connection and deep devotion to each other? Or is it because you are jealous of Leah because she has given me many sons? And we see that Rachel answers Yaakov in the next Pasuk. She tells Yaakov to marry her maidservant Bila. And this was the custom and tradition of that time that a wife who could not have children would give her maidservant to her husband in the hopes that the blessings would come upon her as well. As Sarah Imenu did with Avraham by giving her maidservant Hagar and then Avram and Hagar having their son Ishmael. So if Rachel was just jealous and envious of Leah, she wouldn't want Yaakov to marry and have any more children. But since she truly wanted to have children with Yaakov because of their deep and profound connection with each other, having other children is inconsequential and irrelevant to their profound and deep relationship. In our daily life, it is imperative to understand that if we are jealous and envious of others, it will paralyze and stop our growth. For jealousy urges and forces us to define ourselves by other people, not by who we truly are. And this is both detrimental and harmful to our development as it leads us on a path that is not our own. However, aspiring to grow and achieve like someone else can give us the motivation and necessary drive to begin our journey, to propel us to focus and concentrate on finding our uniqueness and purpose in this world. There is an amazing quote about jealousy. To cure jealousy is to see it for what it is, a dissatisfaction with yourself. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.